we have on Matt Mance. Uh, he was a past strength and conditioning coach for me back when I played um, lacrosse at Syracuse University. Um, honestly, it was one of my favorite interviews that we've done on Homework Hour. Uh, we talked about Matt's strategy to better unify the Syracuse lacrosse team back in 2017. We talked a little ultimate frisbee. We talked about Matt's new focus on better understanding the human body. And lastly, we asked him about his quarantine project, renovating his new van, all that and much more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. everyone today we have on matt mance also known as muscle matt also known as the circadian man um i met matt through him being the head strength and conditioning coach for the lacrosse team at syracuse university um and from him being there like i learned a whole new scope of knowledge about how to properly train your body for athletics and also kind of use working out as a tool to improve just your overall lifestyle um first of all just Matt, like, how, how how's everything been? Like, it's been a while. Like, after I transferred, like, there was a lot of time in between, like, I mean, then and now, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. like, just what have you been up to? Yeah, well, I uh, appreciate you. Uh, it's a good introduction there. So, uh, thanks for having me, both yeah, of you guys. No and, uh, yeah, I mean, time, just like you said, Nate, there was a lot of time in between uh, your transfer and, and where we are now. Um, and, you know, we've all both have, have taken some, some individual paths. Um, you know, I've, I've, come full circle pretty much in, in, in everything I've ever known about training. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, the, the wisdom is there, the more you learn, the less, you know, right. Um, you know, you, you, yeah. you discover that you really don't know much to begin with. And, uh, um, you know, that's kind of the rabbit hole I've always been on, um, you know, with, with training, with health, um, you know, with anything really. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm really, uh, just kind of going with the flow a lot with, with a lot of my, um, you know, my, my research, my, how I train myself, how I train, uh, you know, any, any athletes that I'm working with, um, any hobbies that I'm starting to pick up. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll get into a, a bunch of it, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, you know, um, I'm just, I'm just enjoying the ride, man. Absolutely. So like, so you, you said you just pretty much revamped your whole style after I left then, huh? Yeah. So what year did you transfer out? I transferred out 2016, 2016. Yeah. So, um, you know, we were doing some, some cool things, some awesome stuff there in in the way you're McCuse. Um, 2017, ironically, Nate, not to, not to, uh, you know, throw some shade on you a little bit, but we had a, Mm -hmm. we had a kick-ass year. Um, that's completely, you know, no, no, you laid some foundation for us. So, um, I think, I think it was a springboard for us. Um, but (laughs) you know, but, uh, you know, we really came together as a team, uh, and it it really started in the off season. And, um, you know, we did some, some new, uh, type of just structure, I think from everything from the top down, 
um, and 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 uh, we we really leaned more on empowering our our own guys more so than us as coaches kind of getting on them it was more about all right i'm now choosing you know a certain amount of guys upperclassmen giving them a lot of power uh and empowering them and letting that um run the team and and um we were able to really gel um you know come together specifically in the off season and that year 2017 I could be wrong, but I think we played 11 one-goal games. Oh that yeah, year. absolutely. And we that was were the cardiac use here, huh? And our and our record in in those games were nine and two. Um, you know, we I think we were one game short of the final four, which is it's tough to say, but that was kind of a uh, you know tough for us because obviously you want to get there and and you know be reputable with with the Q's legacy, mm-hmm. making final fours. Um, but we hung our hat on being able to come out on top in the most tight, tight situations. And, you know, I don't toot my own, own horn by any means, but, you know, we were so tough mentally and so tight as a, as a unit that, you know, when, when it was time to make a play, when, when we needed to make a play, our guys just looked into each other's eyes and, and they know they knew that they could depend on each other. Um, and that was something that I've, I've never um, experienced a team or a year uh, with so many ups and downs, but so many, um, you know, so many games that were like, you, you, you're in the locker room after the game, like how the hell did we pull that one off? And it was like, we were, we were almost expecting it, uh, you know, to, to win in, in those situations. It was a weird type of confidence that we began uh, to, to, to develop, you know, in the fourth quarter. Um, and even when we were down by, you know, however many goals, we always kind of just had this, this feeling uh, that we were going to be all right. And um, it, was, it was, I mean, I can kind of go in a little bit into the detail about how we, we really uh, organized our offseason a little bit more. Um, you know, it first started with, uh, you know, Scott Furman recommending a book to me, um, above the line. It was the story of, uh, Urban Meyer and, and, you know, what they did at Ohio state. And, um, you know, that book is a game changer for anybody looking, looking at not even athletics, but just overall, um, you know, team performance and, and really achieving, um, goals in, in a group setting. Um, and, you know, we took that, um, you know, Scott and I would, cause Scott's a local kid up, up in Q. So he was working yeah. out a lot in the summer with us and, uh, you know, the summers, um, you know, it was cool cause it was, you know, only the local kids were in the weight room and me and, and we, we were not less structured, but, uh, we got to bounce a lot of ideas back and forth off each other. Um, and I was always kind of experimenting a little bit with with what I wanted to do uh that upcoming year in the summer especially with our last guys so you know Scott and I would talk a lot and we were like you know and I would talk even to my roommates there and I was like how the hell can I use a lot of these things you know football is a completely different game than lacrosse um you know you know 11 on 11 and, and you know different just everything's different but I wanted to uh you know pick and choose some of these tactics that that were um successful for for that team and implement that 
uh, for Cuse and for us. So, you know, I got creative and a lot of nights just spent just like, you know, thinking and writing and, and um, you know, whatever. Um, but we were able to uh, come up with a system that basically our team was broken up into four, uh, we call them units. And, um, you know, I know I've, I've actually uh, read this, that hockey teams do this sometimes too, is that their locker room or their locker rooms are designed in a way that, um, you know, the locker room is where you share uh, the most amount of time with, with, you know, your teammates. It's, it's kind of like where you get to know each other, where you get to rag on each other. Um, you know, it's just, it's just always, you know, these connections and these relationships um, just, just organically, you know, you don't have to force it cause it's just, you guys are around each other. So we took the layout of the locker room, which was, there was four rows and, you know, I was going to have, cause in the past and Nate, you probably remember this, I would have like, um, you know, kind of not captains, but I would have like these, you know, seniors or, or upperclassmen that would draft a team for the off season. Yep. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that was, and Nate, you, you probably remember that. It's like, all right, we started in early fall in the semester you were drafted to a team that usually was like an upperclassman that kind of was like the captain of that team. And then everything was um, evolved and, and revolved around, you know, how can I make this team better, you know, in this individual team. And then we'd have competitions and whatnot. And, and it was fun. It was awesome. And, and we saw, you know, some, some, some cool stuff, you know, with different challenges and whatnot. Um, but that draft was something that I wanted to, I wanted to get the team to be more tight knit. And that was one of the things that urban Meyer, um, you know, mentioned in the book was that our guys in those little groups were ready to just do anything for each other in that group. And that's really what yeah. you're chasing when you're talking about group performance is how can you bring this small unit absolutely on par with the, the the greater mission of the of the of the whole and they can look on, on each other and depend on one another and they can trust each other um and and that was something that i was chasing um so i decided to take the teams or the draft out and i made the rows the teams so you really didn't have a choice oh, okay yeah right you didn't have a choice of really what uh team you were gonna be on um, other than if you want to change your number or whatnot, but then now, so you show up as a freshman or whatever number you are that year, because our locker rooms are kind of just one, two, three, four, all the way. Um, and that's your team for until you graduate or until you change your number or whatever happens. And you're around these guys every single day, you know, five, six days a week for, you know, and then outside of, you know, any organized practice lifting session or anything, that's kind of where you relax and you're now a college kid again. And you're, you're just like hanging with your boys. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of really where the, the relationships are built. Um, and now having that as, as, as like the locker room layout, I knew the relationships were going to be again, a little bit more organic. Um, and the, the gel was much uh, much easier to, to, to develop, you know, cause yeah. things that's kind of just human interaction and really yeah. how in a locker right? room, it's so in, natural. In a lot, it's such yeah. a natural, uh, experience that I really, 
you know, I, I, I just set that. I was like, all right, this is what we're going to have four teams, but each row is a team. And, you know, and I had that thought and I was like, I think this is going to work. So mm-hmm. what I, and then what we did is we took two guys from each row, um, which were seniors that either uh, four, four, fourth year senior or fifth year senior that I had a lot of uh, trust in. And, um, you know, I would elect them, we would call them a unit leader. They were kind of like the captains of the row. And um, so you had two kind of captains of each row, you know, for the four. And, you know, that was something that we had a meeting uh, with the whole team and myself. And I explained kind of this whole system. This is how we've done it in the past. And it's, it's done, you know, some good things for us. But this is how we're doing it now. And this is why we're doing it now. And I had my, my leaders behind me and I was like, any problems with them, you pretty much having a problem with me. So, you know, I'm giving them that much authority pretty much, mm-hmm. um, which that was had to be uh, such a clear message for all 50, you know, however many guys we had 50, I don't even remember 53, yeah, 54, 55, whatever, big, <laughs> uh, big, big, it was like a half a football team. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so, um, and that was, you know, with, with crystal cook, crystal clear clarity um, about that. But really, I think what was the game changer was we met the myself and our, and uh, the leaders of each row. So there was eight of us or nine of us. We, on a weekly basis with pretty much no exception, we would sit down us 10 pretty much and just talk, you know, where are we at right now in the, in the off season? Um, where do we want to go? You know, what, what do we have to do to get there? Um, you know, and then I, and it, it's tough, but we almost went through the entire roster and I was like, well, how's this guy doing? You know, and I would look directly at whoever row that is. And I would look at those two guys and I would say, basically, this is your responsibility. You know, you, I'm giving you a lot of power. Yes. But your sole role is to bring the performance the cohesiveness, um, you know, the, the culture, like a mini culture in that row as high as it can go. Because if we each do that in four rows, now our culture is strong as, as, as can be. Um, our team is, is going to be, is going to be a powerful force of nature. So I was confident in that. So that, those meetings, those weekly meetings, um, it really allowed us to assess kind of where we are currently um, with, with the team as a whole, but also with individual guys. Um, and, and we had a very open relationship between, you know, what our expectations were as far as in the off season as strength conditioning coach and even our, in our uh, position coaches and our great staff that we had there uh, and continue to have, uh, have. So, you know, we knew where, what our expectations were. And obviously, you know, they're pretty high when you're, when you were in the orange. Right. Um, not to say that, that RIT is any, any less. I know. Of Nate, course. You, yeah. Very right? similar. Yeah. Um, you know, but we had some real high expectations and continue to have. So, you know, those weekly meetings were crucial because that was something I kind of missed the boat with in the past is where, you know, I'd, I'd lay out the system, um, but I wouldn't press my, my, my captains or my, uh, my leaders or the guys kind of in charge like on a weekly basis, it'd be, I'd kind of like, it'd be like a two minute conversation. Like, I, right, you know, get this thing going a little bit, but those weekly uh, meetings were, were very open-ended. 
um, that were very, uh, I keep using the, the term organic, but it was a very, uh, it was it, the authority for myself. I took myself down more to the level, uh, the, le- uh, the level of, of, a, of almost being on the team Yeah, where they could talk to me um, very, very open-ended and, and uh, you know, conversations flowed very freely about, you know, each row, each, each, each member of that row. And then, you know, how can we, you know, bring up, bring up the performance of the row? Um, you know, so that was kind of like the, the rough layout of, of our, of our system. Yeah. Um, and then throughout the, the semester and the off season, I mean, it was, it was, it was cool because we would do, you know, different competitions, um, different challenges. We, we would, I'd have like this big point spreadsheet, Excel sheet. And yeah. it would, we, right. So I would track, you know, everything, um, most things you could do, uh, would either give your team or your unit a point or you, and what I also added was, um, you know, different things could subtract from, from their total. So, you know, you miss a tutor, you miss class, you miss a lift. Um, you know, even something happens with the coach or anything uh, off the field, you know, guess what? Now you're causing, uh, you're costing your unit, you know, a, a, a step backwards. So right. uh, the accountability was there, you know, almost 24 hours a day where, you know, I had to be the, the most upstanding uh, individual, you know, in the classroom, on the field, you know, whatever that may be. Um, and then, you know, it was, a, a sense of I was delegating a lot of these these tasks, um, so then I could almost oversee everything rather than having to chase guys down. Where I, like if if something went went down, uh, you know, a guy you know you know messed up or something, I wouldn't even look at him. Yeah. I'd look at the 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 guy in charge of that row, and I I would be like, I really didn't have to say much, but it was like you're in charge of this right now. You're dealing with it, um, and there were many many different times. Uh, where you know sometimes we would do some type of uh, repercussion, you know, say you miss a tutor or something, and um, you know you had to do something extra, right? You had to you know to pay the pay the toll or whatever you want to call it. And at first, the the guy who actually messed up, we wouldn't require that he actually did it. I would require that the leader would do it. And oh, then wow. okay. yeah, right. So so it was like. Not, not only are you, you know, costing your team, but you're making, or, you know, just because of how we ran it, um, you're making your leader do it. Yeah. Like an uh, upperclassman that's been there right, forever. Putting yeah. In work right. Time. And then that was honestly, actually, there was one, I'd have to talk to, um, one time I did it with him because oh, I was, okay. I felt in a sense that I wasn't, if, if my guys are mess, even my, if my leaders are messing up, then I would take the blame. So like, say if you were, you know, a top guy and you were in charge of a row and you messed up, you know, I would, I'd be doing something, you know, obviously they would, they would be doing something too, but we were up, you know, one morning flipping tires, pushing sleds and stuff. It was, and I'm doing it with them. Um, kind of just to show, listen, like we're all on board here, right? This is a full effort from, from guy one to guy, you know, 56, whatever, uh, you know, how many guys we had. So we had an extreme amount of buy-in. We had an extreme amount of accountability. Um, and it was a really uh, top-down approach from, from uh, you know, who was in charge of yeah. it all. And it was it, – the more um, 
you know, the more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, the power was, was delegated in a way that it, again, it allowed me to oversee things. And then I could, I could coach, you know, my, my tail off because I don't have to worry about chasing guys down and making lifts and doing all these things. So when it was time to, you know, get in and hit the weights and, and do our stuff, you know, we were firing, man. Yeah. Um, you almost so didn't most, have to worry about it because right. like, the so, tightness of it, just yeah. the accountability yeah. just works itself out anyways. And you know? and we had an, like the amount of leaders that we had, it was cool to see how it evolved, you know, over the week's time where like there was so much competition that almost everything became a competition, you know, like, you know, row one versus row three, row four and two, like yeah. they, they was these, the amount of competition was insane, which is good. It's exactly what you want. Cause that's going to drive the mean upward, right. And yep. anything. So, uh, and our, our guys, uh, were awesome and they, they, and, and they helped to, you know, drive the team upward so, so much. Um, you know, so when it was time to fricking suit up, um, you know, the the games were like easy, right? You know, right. we would, we we worked our you know tail off in the off season. Um, we we would condition and they, you know, like we would we would work hard. Um, you know, and we took a lot of pride in that. And uh, you know, by the time you know it was time to play the game, um, and and when when push came to shove and we had to make a play in the fourth quarter, our guys were dialed in our guys were were in shape they were ready to get the ground ball they were ready to you know put the put the ball in the back of the net or make a stop um you know so uh yeah that was that was 2017 um you know and and not to say that 2018 was any was any less i mean but those were some of the things that um you know we were working on specifically um from a from a management standpoint as a strength conditioning coach which is kind of uh with the, they don't teach you that stuff when you go and get the get the degree and the certification. Yeah, it's like way more important, um, right? though. Yeah, it's so it's such a uh, you know, and, and any college strength coach or high school strength coach or any strength coach at any level knows that there's so much more to what you do um, other than you know the programming and and the, uh, the you know the calendar year from from you know getting the guys and the girls ready to to play a game. There's so much more, um, you know, on on your plate from a standpoint of just managing kind of where the team's going from a culture standpoint, um, which is awesome because you get to see, uh, you know, a large amount of people, you know, with hopefully one singular goal and then, well, how the hell do we get there? And it's not easy by, by any uh, stretch of the imagination, but it is simple. And that's uh, something that we've always, or I've learned more so through their experience and just uh, making mistakes is that, you know, the, the, the plan is never, you know, it should never be complicated in any way. You really want to boil things down to the most effective path is, is usually the most simple path. Mm. Um, but all, at the end of the day, it is challenging and there's, there's, a, you know, many ups and downs um, and a lot of obstacles, you know, in the way so that the teams that can rely more on their system, uh, they're going to be in a much better position to, to, to move forward uh, rather than kind of, you know, you know, when you, when, when you hit an obstacle, you really don't know where to turn. 
you know, if you have a very strong culture in place and a very strong, you know, very strong systems in place, you know, things happen, Mm -hmm. you know what to do, you know, who to rely on, um, you know, you know what the next step is and then you can move forward. So for sure. uh, Yeah. Yeah, man. So another thing I like about that system too, is like the transparency, like that extra accountability that's kind of been, you know, forced upon you almost gives you this sort of transparency where like, um, you know, everybody, you know, like what each individual person in that row, you know, where their motives are, you know, Mm -hmm. it's tough at a university like Syracuse where you have so much going on, like socially, um, you have so many events being put on by the university where sometimes, you know, guys might, you know, get a little distracted, right? That extra sort of checks and balances with the leaders being delegated like that Mm. helps probably just know where people's heads are at to help Mm. you know so say say someone does kind of get distracted you know you have that check right in place to just make sure that everybody's kind of one in the same right like how Mm -hmm. you were just saying yeah and and again once we decided to understand that our we had like this we have obviously had this grand big scheme kind of goal and mission in mind but the day-to-day process was how can I maximize my row? Mm-hmm. How can I maximize my small unit today? And it, that was the, the, the uh, you know, the concept that we were just drilling. It was like, all right, I want to maximize the potential of my row today, right now. What do I have to do to get there? And, and then as a leader of that row, how can I, you know, take ownership of this row and this unit and get everybody on the same page and don't, I'm not even worrying about the row next to me. I'm, I'm worrying about all these guys that I can see right in this field of vision now. And that's what was cool is because, you know, you, you, you go get ready for a lift or you go and get ready to do something. Your guys are right next to you at all times. So if there is any problem, like you say, like somebody slips up or whatever, guess what? You can't freaking avoid it. Cause I'm staring right at you as soon as you walk in the locker room. And you got to pass me to get it to your locker. You got to pass me to get your loop and your clean socks. Mm-hmm. So there was much more, um, again, organic, just relationships that would happen that there, there was kind of no escaping, uh, the accountability. It was, it was right there. Um, so again, things ran real smooth or smooth enough, or I guess I should say smoother than I ever have yeah. uh, laid it out with with that in mind and that was something that uh you know was we we leaned on quite a bit um and and these concepts are you know you can be i've I've read business business books and and all different type of culture books that that can be applied to these uh you know this 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 objective that you want is like you're just trying to get a a large amount of people on the same page and doing the right thing for the greater good and and the greater mission so um, those the, the, you know, these concepts can be applied in a, on a sports team and in, in, in a sports environment, in a, in a managerial role and, in, in, you know, sales or whatever that may be. So uh, it's cool to see, um, you know, some of these things that, you know, I was brainstorming with, you know, over the summer and then fast forward, you know, 12 months later. And I was like, you know, we didn't make the final four and, and we obviously had bigger goals in mind, but um, you know, we really, uh, we're able to have a, a fun experience. I think that year that, that uh, a lot of our guys still talk about to this day. 
No doubt. Yeah. Was there ever a point? So like when you guys were in the season, you guys were, you guys were your nickname cardiac cues, right? That, I think that was that year, right? That. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> um, so was there ever a point like amongst your winning record in those close games where you're like, this is definitely because of, you know, the adjustments we wait, we made in our system. You know, I think, uh, you know, I hate taking credit and I, I never will, but, uh, it's, it's hard to argue against just the, the, the cohesiveness that we had as a team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and it could be what we did in the off season. Um, but I think it was more about the quality of the guys that were in charge. And, you know, I kind of just had this grand, uh, you know, idea in my head about like some things that we could kind of tweak, but they did all the work, you know, I'm not there. Um, you know, I have to obviously get up in the morning, and open the doors, but you know, they're putting in all the time and the effort and, 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 you know, as I was delegating more, they had to do more. Right. Um, so that, that's just showing how, you know, the, the, the quality of the, the kids we had that year and especially our seniors that we had such a senior laden team. I, I think we had, uh, we had a lot, I don't know the exact number, but we had a bunch and all of them were, were outstanding. Um, you know, so, you know, it, you know, it, it was cool to see what we did in the, in the fall, you know, uh, bring our culture, you know, tighter and, 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 uh, you know, higher, mm-hmm. but I think it was more just the, the, the buy-in that we had from, from our guys sure. and the qual and the quality of leadership that on a day-to-day basis, you know, our guys brought, um, which even pumped me up where I'm like, I got to give, my a game today because these guys are giving it um so it was this you know ever uh you know non-stop just like feedback loop of of, of progress um that's great you know, from from the fall to the spring yeah that's exciting too because i mean not only like are you giving them a system where it's just so simple like he said to buy in but yeah they actually did you know right. <laughs> so like i said it's yeah that's the hardest feedback. part man is uh <laughs> I think that's the most challenging thing that you, you experience as a coach is, and you know, if you do it long enough, you understand that there's, I think in the book, I Meyer said he's been coaching, you know, for, I don't know how long, maybe three, three decades or, or something like that. But, and he can only confidently say that he's only had three years in his whole coaching experience that he had close to a hundred percent buy-in. So that is like such an extremely rare occurrence as a coach that you can say and look back on the year that we were like from front to back, top to bottom, our guys were bought in and it's rare, um, you know, and, and it's, it, that's tough to, to swallow, I think as a coach, cause you, you think you get into it and you're like, all right, it's going to be awesome. I'm, I'm going to do all these things and everybody's going to be like, hell yeah it's not the case. You know, there, there's just, that's how kind of some people are extremely bought in. Um, and some people are kind of just sometimes, um, not in love with the process. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. As much, as much as everything else. And, and so, um, it's, it's rare. So to, to see that happen was, was definitely cool. For sure.
Yep. 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 And yep. Totally. It's yep. Yeah. Yep. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's uh, that's the awesome points there, and I think that's exactly what was able to allow a lot of this process to happen. Was was how much power that these guys had. But but that really started with with trust, right? So. I had to very strategically pick the right people in the right, in each row, because I had to trust them enough that they were going to do the right thing. You know, when push came to shove that they were going to deal with things and, and, and coach their row to the right direction that we wanted to go as a whole. And, you know, these, again, were guys that have been in the program for four years, five years that, you know, when they were freshmen, hell no. Did I trust them? N not yet. Right. Mm -hmm. But as they, you know, went through the, went through the whole, uh, you know, the ups and downs, we have began to foster a relationship that, that is still to this day, uh, very, very close. So I, I knew, and I could put my head on my pillow at night and know and, and sleep well that I trusted these guys to do the right thing and to coach their, their mini unit, their little row, uh, and their little team, you know, to the, to the utmost that they could. And as a player, like you say that, like that, it's such, it's, it's such a cool experience to have some, some power, uh, you know, that, that you're, you're sometimes you're not used to having. It's kind of like you do all this stuff when you're a freshman and a sophomore and a senior, uh, when a junior, and then when it's time you're a senior, you know, it's like, hell yeah, now I can kind of, you know, be a senior and be a leader. Um, you know, and, and I think, giving that and delegating that, uh, that type of, uh, just, you know, um, you know, influence, I think that they can have is something that is, is, is extremely, uh, helpful for the team as a whole. Uh, you know, it, so it, it's, again, it's, it's a system that, uh, again, by trial and error. Um, but it, it, when you look back at it, I think things just kind of fell into place pretty well. Absolutely. Yeah, so Akash, what Akash just said actually just reminded me like what it was like going in there as like a freshman kind of, and I, I kind of put myself in those shoes again, but imagined it like what it would be like under that system that you just mentioned. And like when I first got to Syracuse, I was like an infant, like mentally kind of, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like seriously, like. Most of them are. Most freshmen are. Like, it, I, I don't even know. It was just like, uh, like the media, like that Syracuse lacrosse gets, you know, just as a kid and when you're growing up and you're playing lacrosse, you're trying to get there, right? Is just, 
just blew all these guys up. Now I got to be in a locker room and be like friends with these guys. Like, yeah. this is amazing. You know what I mean? I was just like so starstruck when I was in there, which honestly like kind of hurt me in sort of the competition race to be like having a, to fighting for a spot kind of. Um, and it really took the guidance of the upperclassmen kind of to get me out of that shell you know like that hell that's yeah. a hard shell to like crack hell yeah um and i don't know i just i just i'm thinking back to like so you know ben williams was ahead of me like by far you know absolutely crushed me you know what i mean it was just like it takes like things like that to almost like hold yourself accountable in a way that makes you realize like I need to actually learn how to compete and I need to actually learn how to work hard. Mm. Cause in high school, like I didn't know that, mm. you know, like I didn't know any of that stuff. Like I thought mm. I was working hard, but it was just like <laughs> a whole nother level. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I feel like someone could learn the ropes a lot easier under that system. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's definitely something I wanted to like address too. Cause like, I don't know, like, I transferred from Syracuse because I was having a tough time, right? Mm. But it took losing that competition battle to realize, uh, like, a lot about myself, kind of. Mm, totally, man. You know, you know, so, it's uh, it's 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 like what I what I said earlier is that competition is going to drive the mean upward. But if you don't necessarily know how to compete, um, you know, as you go from high school to college. You're, 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 uh, you know, obviously you have a, you know, guys are super, super talented that, that are, you know, they show up on campus and, and they're, they're, they're a stud already. That's extremely rare, you know, and, and once you understand that, like everybody else is so much better right now, right. um, you know, that should hopefully get the light bulb to flick off. But sometimes it takes, you know, guidance, like you said, and, and, and like mentorship um, and, and people that you can depend on that, you know, if you're having a tough time that you can like, you know, just offer, um, you know, some type of condolence where, hey, man, like you had a rough day today. Guess what? When I was a freshman, man, like I've, we've, I've been through the same, you know, this is something that I've leaned on, um, you know, or, you know, this is something that we did. So. Um, you know, that, you know, guidance, that, that, um, that leadership that you can have from upperclassmen to not always kind of like put you in your place, you know, freshmen do this, but more of like, Hey man, like, this is kind of how we do it. This is, you know, what we expect, but be very transparent, clear and open and come from a place of, um, acceptance rather than you know overpowering uh and and you know that is is crucial i think as as you mature you know and, and yeah. any college you don't even have to be a college athlete any time anybody in college when you look back at your freshman you're like this is a completely different world i'm in right now um but you know accuse again like it's taken to a different level i think um with with how guys worked um you know guys uh, work their tail off um you know and it's i don't necessarily know um but i did take over 
I took over first year um, with Q Slacks in 20, 2012, 2013 was, yeah. When we went, yep. we went to the, uh, went to the national championship, lost, lost to, lost to the Dukies. But um, that was my first year. I was, ironically, I was only a year older than most of the uh, seniors that, that, uh, that year, which is kind of crazy, but, and, and the amount of uh, just pure work ethic that it, that developed from, you know, my first year to, to the, my, my last two years there, it was just night and day. Um, and like you said, Nate, like guys work their tail off. And if you're not ready for that, you, you, you're, you're almost taken back. It's like, wow, yeah. we just had a three hour practice and this guy's going to go play wall ball for an hour after practice in Manly. Like what the hell? Like, and that, that's a common freaking thing. You walk through Manly, you got a guy just on the wall, on the wall, on the wall, or guys are getting like extra lifts in or more, more foam rolling, more stretching, you know, in the training room more. Um, everything is just a little bit more, uh, emphasized and taken more serious and, and guys are extremely invested in being accused lax player, uh, the men and the women, um, just because of the expectations are high, you know, the history is, is second to none. Um, you know, so it's, it's cool on my end. Cause like, you know, that's my world, right. Is, is seeing and helping guys in that, in that is like, all right, you know, you know, you're, you're a great player. Yeah. But guess what? If you work hard, you're going to be better. And, and, you know, it, it's, it's not a rocket science right there, but um, some people are, are okay with that. Um, and some people are kind of, you know, they, they've never worked that hard before. So they don't really know what it feels like, um, which is, which is, uh, you know, some people have that kind of, I don't know. It's a tough, it's a tough argument. If it's, if you're born with it or you can develop it, I think it's a little bit of both. You know, I've seen guys that just walk in the door and just yeah. are crazy work ethic guys. It's crazy. I've also seen guys take, you know, themselves from a very poor work ethic and develop a very, very, very good work ethic. So I think there's a little bit of both in there. Absolutely. Yeah. You mentioned, so another thing, like you mentioned, like kind of in the middle of what you're saying there, that, uh, it's nice. Like another thing about upperclassmen is nice because you have a s- support system to help you if you're down kind of, um, and another cool thing about this podcast is to kind of show, like we've been able to show like people around, you know, that we've been interviewing kind of like appreciation for what they're doing and everything. And that you definitely helped me out when I was in a rut, like kind of towards my, uh, second and then my second year. Yeah. Um, because like I was not having the greatest time because you know in the middle of kind of me just kind of learning like what I actually wanted from the game of lacrosse in general um, I I realized that I needed to play and uh, my lack of uh, kind of a role not necessarily on the playing field but just as a team as a whole you know there were guys that were in the scout team you know there were guys that were uh, maybe team guys that you know, help guys help, help bond people together. And like, I felt like I was kind of on the outside bubble of that. Um, and I do remember a practice in general where I was came up to, you, I was like, Matt, like what the hell man? Like, uh, kind of this rut is making things just kind of snowball downhill for me. And you're just like, Hey, stick in there, come to the gym, work out, kind of gave me some forward momentum and the kind of making a good decision, mm. 
later on. So, mm. so thank you for that. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And another half of that was playing ultimate frisbee too. Like nice. <laughs> that was that was a lot of fun. And uh, uh, Akash here is a huge ultimate frisbee guy. He was, oh man. Yeah, yeah, he's incredible at it too. That's awesome. Uh, what's cool is that my last or my second to last semester uh, at SUNY Cortland, I signed up for the ultimate frisbee team. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't doing much other than kind of interning at the time. So I had, you know, I'm used to kind of like, you know, sports, you know, football or baseball and training and all this stuff. Um, but we would always, you know, throw the Frisbee around in the back parking lot where my apartment was. And I, my, my old man showed me how to throw, throw the disc. So, and he was pretty good. And I've always thrown the Frisbee like my whole life. So in college, we were like slinging it like almost every day. Um, and then we, we would go and, and play a little bit with the, with the guys on the team. Um, and they were insane. So uh, we were nowhere near those, that level of, of, uh, you know, with, with the ultimate Frisbee game with, with, with them, but it was fun to just throw the Frizz around, have a good time and, and be, you know, it, it's a game that is like, there's a lot of freedom and there's a lot of, um, it's, it's very creative and you can be like really relaxed, which I think there's a lot of components in lacrosse that can relate to the game of ultimate Frisbee. You know, you're running around like a madman. Uh, you know, it's extremely dependent upon, um, you know, your, your team and, and your guys. So, you know, as we're in the off season um, and our culmination pretty much of the semester, we would have a big friggin' ultimate Frisbee tournament. And, you know, some guys had no idea how to throw the Frisbee. You know, it was like something it was, pretty funny yeah. to see guys but uh and then some guys were slinging it man and, and it was cool and then uh you know a lot of the guys would stay after and then i would kind of hop on board and throw the throw it around with them and uh that was you know awesome man that was some of the, the best times of my life in, in manly where, where guys would walk in in between class and they'd be like dude you got 20 minutes i'm like hell yeah and we would just <laughs> sling it sling it and next thing i know i'm like shit i got a group start and i gotta go man but uh that was and still is like um uh a, a hobby of mine a passion of mine it's something that i can always uh my fiance i'm trying to get her to help me uh i need a partner down here in long island man I, i'm looking for people to throw the frizz around but um yeah you, <laughs> i would love to hear a lot of uh you know your story a little bit with that Mm. 
Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Damn. Yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah. 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 Sure. Damn good athletes. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. I actually ironically have a, a book. Uh, it's floating around in my apartment somewhere, but it's from like the seventies and it's, it's, it's like a manual about ultimate Frisbee. And there's, there's, there's guys in there from like the OGs of ultimate uh, one guy's name's like the stork. Um, you could probably Google him, like Google, like the stork ultimate Frisbee. And he's in this book and there's crazy pictures of all guys with like long beards and headbands and like total hippie scene. But, uh, the creativity is unmatched. I think just because of like how many different ways you can throw it, what the actual like path of the Frisbee, you know, does in the air. And, and that's, what's amazing is like, again, like the amount of creativity is, is, is something that that's, what's like pulling you back to want to play more uh, and kind of getting you like, Oh, this is kind of really sweet. I want to keep going. I want to, you know, contribute and, and have fun pretty much exactly in the, in the, grand scheme is like it's so enjoyable ever <laughs> yeah right That's it. Yeah, man. It's, it's awesome. My, uh, I still throw it every now and then my old man and he can still do some, some crazy stuff. I'm like, how the hell can you still do that? <laughs> you know, but I think once you have that, you know, that ability, you know, you don't really use it or lose it. Yeah. Gosh, you said you lay your body out in the line. I've never seen a sport where it's just so like a non-contact sport 
where you're just so willing to put your body on the line just to catch a frisbee. You know what yeah. I mean? Like if you I've follow, seen... <laughs> uh, there's a page on Instagram. It's called the Audel, right? That's the pro league. A U A U A U D L. The, you watch the highlights there, man. It's freaking nuts what these guys can do and lay like completely lay out uh, and make some insane grabs. Insane. Mm. 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 Yeah. Com- commit. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. I think that's awesome because, uh, I mean, there, I can kind of break that concept down a little bit from, from like injury prevention and, and, and kind of what I do a little bit is when you can teach somebody how to fall correctly or, or a little bit more, you know, in a safe manner, their risk of in- injury is going to dramatically decrease. So, um, I don't know if Nate, you were around, but we used to do some like wacky stuff before we would lift out on the turf. And we, I got guys like crawling around the ground, rolling, doing cartwheels, <laughs> like just the craziest stuff before we would train. And like one day he's like one of the, one of the guys like, what the hell? Like, why are we doing this? And I was like, if you don't know how to land and roll on your shoulder, like God forbid, like, you're in midair. You just got decked or something. And then you don't have that movement pattern ingrained to like hit the ground, tuck your shoulder, tuck your head, roll, pop up. So nothing like impacts the ground. You're going to get hurt, but you can, you can uh, develop that a little bit and, and doing that in a free, in a free handed way uh, on the turf um, and very, in a very committed way um, and just moving your body in different ways. So then when now you're on the, you know, in a, in a live situation, your body's done it before. Um, and it, and it kind of knows like, all right, I'm in midair. I'm about to hit the ground. I've done this before. Let me contort my body in this way. So I don't get hurt. Um, and there's a bunch of different ways that we used to do that. And, 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 uh, you know, it, it's a little bit strange and it was a little, a little bit out, <laughs> out of the norm, especially yeah. when, you, when you're talking about getting ready to go lift the weights and stuff. But we, we did that. And, ironically like we we had a uh i won't say her name but we had a, a young lax girl come in as a freshman and she didn't know how to to roll on her shoulder so we're we're warming up and everything and i'm like all right give me like you know five rolls on the right shoulder five on the left two backward rolls each shoulder give me a couple cartwheels and, and then we're going and she's like i her like it was like me asking her to speak like chinese like she had no idea <laughs> She's never done it, like how to, you know, tuck her shoulder and roll. Um, and 
you know, I was like, I had to take her like way back. And it's such like a primal thing when you're moving on the, in the ground like that. But, um, and, uh, you know, eventually she was able to do it. And, uh, you know, then you watch her out on the field and she like tripped over somebody's cleat and she's in midair and then she hits the ground, she rolls, she kind of pops back up. She looks and it's like, wow, like, <laughs> yeah, this stuff kind of works. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's, uh, it's strange, but you know, once you can learn your body learns so quickly and, and once you can, you know, get in that situation, you're, you're going to be much safer. Yeah, I'm picturing those guys on that 2017 doing just yeah, dude, great. We they just, probably loved it. <laughs> I I never filmed like my stuff just because I didn't really have the time or the resources. But if we did, you'd see some wild stuff. We had monkey bars on the uh, on the wall, so we would have our guys kind of like monkeying bar, like doing all these wild things. Um, you know, that was cool. So I try to keep it, uh, you know. Uh, enough variety um to, to keep things kind of interesting definitely yeah you know what's funny to this day i still can't do monkey bars yeah like yeah. I, like like my my strength has like improved drastically since i was like a little kid when when like that used to be like an actual competition mm-hmm. i still can't do it yeah do you have any like cool tips on monkey bars if you i'll have, take a video of myself sure man if you have a pull-up bar uh anywhere just start by hanging with obviously two hands but then eventually start by just hanging with one you know and as many yeah. seconds as you can right as many seconds as you can left and then eventually just kind of like start swinging from from uh, arm to arm and uh you know and then i mean it comes very quickly like again you've done it as a as a as when you're when you're maturing in a, in a stage so it's not like your, your body has that like innate kind of download of like how to do it yeah. So once you can do it again or more frequently that it's it's that much easier to to acquire that skill again absolutely i'll have to practice that in, yeah man uh, my, my basement gym here. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's cool but, i have a i have a garage gym and uh out, out there and and i have kind of like a little monkey bar set up so yeah, yeah, that's way better. A garage gym is way better because you can open up the garage and like yeah. have like uh, some airflow. You know? Yeah, man, it's cool <laughs> for sure. Um, so, so after 2017, after 2018, um, because those two years you were you were at Q's, right? Yep, yep. Um, so you made a move in the middle of there, correct? Did make a move, man. Big move. Uh, I'll talk about that. So, mm-hmm. um, you know doing i got into strength conditioning at the college level super early um i was 23 years old working working division one athletics and uh so i had seven years of experience before i was 29 years old Mm. um which is which is kind of unique and um but at the same sense it's not like i was done with it um i always had this kind of mission or whatever was driving me was, was about where do our limits really lie? Like, what are we really capable of? You know, and that led me to like, you know, training and they're like, obviously like, hell yeah. Like this is how I can kind of fulfill that. Um, but eventually it was like, all right, there's more to this picture. There's, there's things that will are going to get us further in our potential that are outside of the weight room. Um, and outside of my, um, you know, previous training, you know, through my, through my, uh, my degree and my experience. And it was, 
it really led led me to exploring uh you know different trades different professions just different ways of viewing the body and and what it is capable of and you know i began began to really explore a lot of these I, I don't like the word alternative because it kind of throws people off, but like just out of the box type of things. Yeah. Um, so I went and saw two guys speak that if anyone in the strength world knows these two guys, but uh, their name, their names are Cal Dietz is one of them. And the other one is Dan Fichter. Dan has a gym out in Rochester. Uh, it's called want to get fast. He's a freaking brilliant dude. So I'm, I'm exploring a lot of these things about like just readiness and, and how the body responds to certain stimuli and whatnot. And, you know, I'm listening to these two guys speak and I went and saw Dan, uh, coach Victor at that point. And he like sat down with me. He was the most coolest dude in the world. Like, what do you want to know? I'm like, dude, you're the guru. Just like, I don't know. He blew, dude, he blew my freaking mind. For like two hours i walked out of there like dude i know nothing i know like i know absolutely nothing um but a lot of like just nuggets that he gave me i started like exploring a little bit and basically what that led me to was that our body can respond differently to human touch to soft t- tissue manipulation to um you know any type of emotional release things like that where I'm like, all right, I, I, I kind of want to study these things professionally, right? I don't want to just go down rabbit holes for like three hours and think I know it. I want to get a, maybe another degree or I want to go study under somebody or somebody that may know this or whatever. Um, so I started to really be pulled in and, and started to gravitate towards massage therapy. It was something that I knew it was either physical therapy or massage therapy to complement what I had in my toolbox already as, as a strength and conditioning professional. So, you know, I was comparing the two and I'm like, I, I just decided, all right, massage is something I think I, I vibe, you know, more, more with. Um, so you know, I grew up in Long Island. So there's a school out in, uh, in Manhattan that's got a very good reputation called Pacific College Oriental Medicine. And, you know, so I took a step outside um, and decided to, to walk away from Cuse and explore this, this massage route with, with the intention to have a dual accreditation now where as a strength and conditioning professional, now I would then be able to, you know, help somebody on the table, help somebody, um, maybe, uh, treat somebody and train somebody at the same time where, you know, as we're working in the weight room, if, if you got say a hamstring pull and you come in a weight room, it's like, you know, as a coach, like you, you that's not my, my wheelhouse. That's, that's really yeah. not what we're supposed to do. That's, that's when you go to the trainer. Um, so I knew with, with a, with a degree of massage and with the license of a massage, I would then at least be able to manipulate tissue um, and, and do things that I wouldn't have had the license to do otherwise. So, plus I wanted to learn more about the body. I wanted to learn more about it, maybe a new perspective about how the body functions. Um, so enrolled in that massage program and then went into the private sector 
down in the New York area and also got linked up with the, uh, the NLL team down here as well. So I was like, yeah. I ah. actually saw that. I was yeah, man, it was kind of crazy. So like, um, at one point I had three jobs. No, once at one point I had four jobs and I was a full-time student. So I'm like juggling all these things. Like, yeah. All right. I'm trained. Like I would, you know, commute into, into Manhattan for school. You know, I'd go in and I would, you know, train some people in the morning. I'd go to class in the afternoon, get out at like nine o'clock, you know, shoot back here the next day. Now I'm doing more training out in Long Island. Then I'm going back in the city and then, then I'm working with, with the riptide and doing that on the weekends and doing like, I was like swamped, dude. It was crazy. Yeah. But, um, that's, that's such a super exciting, like, yeah, uh, thing. I mean, even though it must've been like crazy, it was wild. It was, but (laughs) it's it's like riding your bike, like downhill with no brakes. It's like, (laughs) I was just like, but you know, you're in control kind of, but at the same time, you're, you're, you're definitely, uh, hairline a little bit. Um, you know, so that's, that was awesome because I was learning so much more and, and it was filling, uh, that, that emptiness that I felt where, all right, now I'm going to be learning a a lot more about, uh, you know, you know, muscles, structures, functions, physiology, you know, muscle attachments. And even what was the most interesting was, was palpating, you know, hands-on where like, I am now like grabbing somebody's arm and I'm like, okay, this is like, this is your tricep. This is where it attaches. This is, this is the insertion. And like, that's something that we don't learn as, 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 you know, when you're going through kinesiology or exercise science, it's like, you know, we learn it on the, on the, on the, uh, in the textbook, you know, and then, but as a massage therapist or even PT or whatever, you learn it there, but then you also have to like identify it in real time on a human body, uh, which is Mm -hmm. cool. And that was something that, um, you know, the learning curve for me, uh, was, was fairly easy because I had a, a good enough background in it. Um, but on the other side as well, just as much as like, uh, the structures of the body and whatnot, because of how our curriculum is designed, um, we're getting a heavy dose of traditional Chinese medicine as well. Um, yeah. because it is a, is a highly reputable acupuncture school. And as a massage therapist, you're basically taking a lot of acupuncture prereqs in the massage program. Um, so you, you know, you're looking about like, you know, history and theory of Chinese medicine, um, you know, different acupuncture points, what is acupuncture and, and where the whole history of this ancient modality, uh, even came about, which, you know, blows your socks off when you're talking about, you know, as you study the body, you know, in a Western perspective, and then you study the body in an Eastern perspective that is then, you know, 4,000, 5,000 years old. It's a completely different way to view the body and then view how it functions. Um, which is, which is awesome for me because now I have like, you know, two different perspectives about it and I can kind of now like at least see things that, um, you know, maybe something, some people don't, don't see if they don't have that, uh, type of type of schooling or type of background. Um, you know, so, I, I could, I could go pretty deep into it, but just to, you know, to just to brush, uh, like a broad stroke over it. Um, it's, it's definitely a game changer when you, when you're talking about how the, how, how we really function as human beings and what, 
really affects us in a way from our you know physical state, our our mental emotional state, um, how we're storing stress, why we're storing stress, um, you know how different emotions can affect us in different parts of our body, and how ultimately that affects how you perform, you know, say in a workout, um, which is which is mind blowing as well. So. Um, that's kind of what I wanted, right. In the back of my head, I was like, I know there's more, I know there's more, I know there's more, you know, how can I learn this stuff? Um, and I'm still, you know, on, obviously on the path as well, but I know now I have at least a much broader perspective of, of, of our function and, and really where, again, where, where, how far can we take, uh, uh, our potential as well? All right, Matt. So, yeah, this is something I definitely wanted to talk to you about because, like, all across, like, even at Syracuse, I knew there was something kind of more. Um, after, like I said earlier, you know, you talked to me about um, just kind of getting the snowball rolling forward after I was in, like, a in like a rut. And the mm. way that, that happens is because you need to build up some good energy. You need, And that was the first time someone brought in – almost like a energy <laughs> perspective, you know, that it was like, it, but that it's true. Like it's, it's, yeah. it, there's like having that good energy associated with your workouts gives it two times more effect on your just mental state, like everything. Yeah. Um, and like in, in your Instagram bio, you like talk about having a holistic lifestyle, you know, mm. amplifying creativity. You know, I knew there was levels to your, Mm. kind of passion for mm. um you know i guess the so the, the body pretty much you know yeah. I, I knew there was levels to it in a way that almost sounded like like i i was trying to find a different word to use this but it because i want to say spiritual but it's like that might be super, a little bit you know intense you know <laughs> but it, it does have that vibe you know there's this there's this extra element to it that you can't see you know, totally. I could, we could talk about this for a long time. <laughs> um, that's a, it's a, it's a, we can unpack that man. And, and, and that's going to be a long ride. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. but basically it's, it's exactly what you said is that there's levels and, you know, I decided to go a deeper level or am still deciding and, and acting as a way that is taking me deeper and deeper and deeper into whatever you want to call it really. And, and, you know, everyone can define it in, in their own way. Is it spirituality? You know, it could be, is it just more about, uh, you know, internal awareness probably? Um, mm -hmm. Is it more about, you know, your deeper sense of purpose, you know, really why you're here? Um, you know, you know, it, it's definitely there as well. So until you can really have that relationship um, or at least that, ability to have that open mind where um sometimes you really have to go deeper into yourself uh and deeper into different topics to really understand you know what you're really trying to to, to uncover um mm -hmm. and and that's again like kind of what's taking me down the path that i'm on now is is that search for like a deeper understanding of it all and uh you know and and that's what's i think very helpful for me is because I'm always that guy asking, well, like, 
why, right? So somebody gives me an answer and I'm like, well, why does that happen? Or why does it work like that? And why, like, I need a, like a very cosmic type of uh, understanding yeah. of like everything and how it all relates to, to everything else. So, you know, with, with a lot of the stuff that we study with the, with, with ancient Chinese medicine and theories and philosophies behind it is that's where they start, which is unreal and, uh, and awesome is because like, we'll sit like day one in class, like, all right, theory of Chinese medicine. Okay. This is how the universe works. Right. Like that's where we start. I'm like, okay, here oh, we go. Like damn, this is, so you know, cool. so it's like, that's exactly what like I needed because I needed somebody or at least some 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 something to give me that like grand perspective of like okay we're gonna go you know there and explain some things but we have to start here we have to start in this big 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 giant perspective of like all right this is how we or or they at the time and and still to this day understand how things kind of operate where you know, a lot of what they talk about is, is, is the, is the Tai Chi, which is the big circle. And then the, the yin and the yang, right. Um, you know, and, and that picture is something that, you know, we start with and it's like, okay, this is, this is yang, right. So this is the energies of yang. Okay. This is yin. This is kind of how yin operates and this is how yang operates. And, you know, everything can fit into that, right. Mm-hmm. Um, you you can fit into that and, and your, your dog fits into that. Your, your, you know, your, your landscape fits into that, you know, so everything has this picture of, okay, there's, there's this big, you know, this big grand scheme thing. And there's these two energies that are are operating constantly. And there's this balancing effect that is always going on. And when you are experiencing any type of uh, issues or discomfort or pain or anything that, that may happen, it's because these, balancing energies are are out of balance they're they're out of whack something is doing too much and and not doing enough of another thing so um and then it's okay well then how does the the theory and the practice of massage and acupuncture work in accordance with this grand scheme and this grand picture um and that's you know if you want to talk about like the energetic component there there is the depiction of that and the uh enactment of 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 energies in that perspective of 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 this yin and yang Mm -hmm. so um you know we talk about like yin energy and pulse if anybody's interested in this stuff like i also i forgot to mention chose massage because of of a lot of what paul check talks about who is a legendary dude in, in our profession as a strength conditioning professional but also as a therapist and now as a holistic health coach he talks about this stuff in a way that like a meathead can completely understand it which helps me because at one point i was like that dude like in the gym like always training but he gave me more of a perspective of like this is how things can really operate and be balanced in your life and and how these two uh polarities and energies work in you um so yin is like this more restorative um restorative type of energy maybe like more calm and quiet and then you have the yang which is more expressive more masculine more uh more dominant and there's always has to be like this balance between the two and as they 
are in balance, now they're actually feeding off each other. So there's like this constant flow and regeneration of energy, of motion, of 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 anything that that is in motion and, and that that's kind of where we're at as far as like you know we're always kind of in a state of moving so as these yeah. um you know energies are balanced you're you're kind of like you're, you're nothing can really stop you're like you wake up you feel great you, you're doing the right things you're eating well like you train everything's good um and then when kind of you are in a rut or things are or maybe not going you know your way if you can then use this more in a, in a, in a way that you can analyze things, it's like, all right, well, where am I out of balance more? Am I doing too much, you know, too much like yang stuff? Am I trying to take on too much, which I definitely have in the past and I'm not taking uh, priority and in, in more restorative things such as like maybe sleeping, uh, you know, naps and stretching, um, you know, alone time, whatever that may be. And, and, you know, if you're out of balance, and then you can then rebalance yourself in a way, uh, then the body is, is in a much more homeostatic, uh, state. And, and, and that's kind of really how we are designed. We're, we're really, uh, designed to be in that state of, of balance. Um, and so it takes a lot of, I guess, self, uh, you know, just, just looking deep at, and into yourself uh, mm-hmm. and being honest with yourself is okay. Where am I out of balance more? And, and sometimes you need, you need professional help. Sometimes you need guidance. Sometimes you need uh, somebody to explain, you know, things in a way that you can understand it and, and help you. Um, but again, if you have at least a blueprint of, of some of these things, you can definitely get to the answers. I think uh, a little bit more for yourself for sure. Yeah, no doubt. That's, that's amazing. Like I've been surrounded by this kind of um, sort of uh, like Eastern view on medicine for a long time because uh, I, I don't know if you remember, but I had serious back issues when I was uh, uh, just at Syracuse and also later on when I was at RIT. Yeah, I remember. Uh, yeah. Just from a back surgery. So I have been going to this one massage therapist. By the way that you were talking right now, you would love her. Like, she, I, I call her a massage therapist, but it's like with a healing focus. It's not, mm. it's not like you're going to get a massage. You're, mm. you're going to have her work on the innards of your body through her putting your hands on top of you, you know? Mm. And a cool thing she does. I'm just, yeah, I'll just tell you flat out right now. She like pulls on the back of my head to actually get spinal yeah. fluid moving through, yeah. um, kind of my spinal cavity. So that's like something that just, like if I were to ask like a Western medicine person, like, Hey, like hook me up with this, hook me up with this like way of kind of getting yeah. better. And they'd be like, yeah. what? like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so I love that, um, that view on medicine and, and of course that goes hand in hand with the energy things that you're talking about, you know? So I, I've also taken, not like, I mean, not like taking like actual active, um, I don't know. I haven't actively pursued like looking into it very much, but like it's something I'm definitely interested in, like understanding yeah. the energies of the world here and there yeah. of the body. Yeah. It's amazing. It, it literally, 
for me again like I'm extremely interested in these things I don't know since since I was a very young 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 boy is like I was always interested in like like biology and science and like all these things and then I got interested in like kinesiology and biomechanics and, and exercise physiology and it was like I just want to understand like really how the body works mm-hmm. and and eventually you're like all right there's only so much you can learn in the physical world in the physical body that we can measure you know that we can we can uh, reduce and 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 isolate and then there's that complete other side is is beyond the physical is the metaphysical is is the unseen um you know dynamics and forces and and however you want to you know look at it Mm -hmm. is there is this presence there um you know that again like four thousand years ago this was this stuff was accepted and and the way that we practice medicine um and that we did heal people and, and people heal themselves is the acceptance of 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 this this other side um and i think nowadays especially uh you know people are exploring that uh just because of you know you can you can argue that sometimes we're not getting the 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 most ideal results you know from from our current paradigm and and how we and how we view you know how how we function and whatnot so um a lot of people are actively pursuing uh some more of the eastern traditional um modalities and 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 it's uh i think when you can accept you know both sides that's really is, is, is the optimal way to, to view, um, to view the body. Cause it's really hard to understand everything. If you are not focusing on some of these, these energetic principles, um, you know, some of these, if it's, if it's certain, um, you know, acupuncture meridians and whatnot. And, and because there's a reason why it survived that this long, you know, 4,000 years, because there's, there is, some truth to to yeah. what they were saying what they were you know writing down and what they were practicing and how they were practicing it because uh it, it survived for that long and anything that can predate the scientific method is is something that is is in my in my view is is you have to respect that you know Absolutely. because the, these these people were you know without any the, the amount of technology that that we have now um, but they were, you know, being able to discover certain things w- without, the, without these technologies, which is, which is mind blowing. Absolutely. That's powerful. Yeah. Now, like what, uh, I could talk about this forever, Matt, but I really want to get into kind of your quarantine project over the past. I, I don't even know. It might be extend past <laughs> quarantine, yeah. but it, yeah, so, man. On your Instagram, you you have been posting pictures about. I, I'm sorry, I like stalked your Instagram before. It's all this. good, I was man. Just like, look, I want to know Matt. So the social media Matt before going into uh, yeah, man. The interview. Um, but you've been posting all these pictures of, of your van that you're redoing. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, well, I do, all right. So I'll I'll go right back to me like riding downhill with no brakes with like yep, four jobs right. and and school full time, and I'm like, this is absolutely crazy and then one day in march it's like all right everything's kind of shut down um you know all gyms are closed even my school was was primary uh you know um postponed at at one point so it was like i was able to have something that i've never really had before and that was time Mm -hmm. you know and and it was like 
I was so used to being uh, busy or, you know, always doing something. And I think that's important to have at least some, some respect is, is that, um, you know, that desire to kind of always be working on something or improving something or whatever. For some reason, for me, it's like, it's kind of like ingrained where I'm like always trying to work on something or whatever. Right. So I had all this time and I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to do a little bit of writing. So, um, I had a lot of, a lot of content, um, that I made notes on or different podcasts that I was, you know, in the process of like listening to. So I had all these on the back burner. So the first thing I started doing was I listened to a, a couple podcasts that I wanted to, uh, you know, unpack a little bit more. So I would listen to them on like slow and I would type them out, which is kind of crazy because it took oh, me wow. forever. But that's how I was able to, uh, you know, you can listen to a podcast and people may listen to this, but, um, you know, I think I retain more information from like listening and reading at the same time. So mm-hmm. I, was, I was thought if I, all right, this guy is obviously talking about something crazy, super important or super interesting that I want to learn more about. Um, so let me listen to it and then type it out. So later on I have it as a reference and I don't have to look at the podcast. I can just look at my notes. So I was doing that and I was breaking down like nine hours of, of podcast content is crazy. So then, then that led me to like, all right, this is awesome. I'm learning a lot from other people, but I want to learn more about maybe like some of my own creative things that I can work on. So then I started outlining like my own type of theories. Um, and, and, uh, basically what I did is as I outlined a little ebook that I'm, I'm eventually going to start uh, putting out there, but it's a way to amplify your own creativity um this that's a whole different podcast if you want to yeah, talk about absolutely. that it that's a crazy deep dive um but basically i i i was able to look at creativity and creation in in us and through us and then how can you how can you gain more of that how can you how can you amplify it in your own life because when you're creative and when and when you're kind of you know, firing all cylinders, you you feel like you're, you're, you're like, you have superpowers, like nothing can stop you. You're, 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 uh, you know, you're just, you're just firing. Um, and I wanted to like learn or at least have a, uh, a way to, to keep that, those wheels going. Um, so then I started working on that stuff. And then one day I was like, all right, enough of this type and shit. I'm a, I'm a mover. Like, I, like Akash said, like your body, like I was, wasn't moving as much anymore. I'm like, all right, I need to do something with my hands. So I went to my, uh, my parents and my, and, and my dad's backyard and he had like this three by five deck kind of thing put together that he wasn't using anymore. And I looked at it, I'm like, I, and I've always wanted to build a sauna or at least wanted a sauna. And I was looking at saunas on Craigslist and whatnot and they're crazy expensive. I'm like, I could probably build one. So with his help, um, mostly uh and with all his tools in about three and a half weeks i was able to build a sauna from almost from scratch without ever having built one before that's um, amazing did you write so like podcasts did you write down an instruction manual how to do that because I, I have always wanted a sauna <laughs> and i want one I, too so. i have it uh it's in my head so eventually i'll type it out for you <laughs> all right um, but, but it i a could, chapter in your book but if any yeah, yeah 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 deal <laughs> and if but if anybody wants to uh 
you know, ha- you need some help, DM me and I'll definitely help you out. But basically, you know, you, you build like a little box, you insulate it really good and you pack it in, you know, with, with the cedar and, and then uh, you hook the, you hook the heater up and, and it's good to go. Um, so then I felt a little bit more comfortable with like now my, my building skills. Um, so, and my fiance and I we were talking about, well, I've always, always, always wanted a van, right? A camper van, like for like 10 years, I've wanted one. I was even looking at like how I can do it out of like a CRV, even like, a, cause I, I was driving a <laughs> yeah, CRV. Yeah. So I'm like, I just want to like be able to hop in the car and go and not have to worry about like where I, where, where I can sleep, whatever. I can just sleep in the car. I've always been like fascinated with that. And, and, you know, you can go down like all the Instagram pages and YouTube for like people, you know, and it looks sick. Um, mm-hmm. So I was like, I, I think I can do it on my own. I, I, I mean, I feel confident enough that I can do it. It's just like, well, how do we get one? So once I got her on board, um, she was she was awesome. She's like, all right, we can we can do this, we can do this. We, I found <laughs> she this was comp- all in, then, all man. in. Like once she got all in, I was like, hell yeah. So um, we ended up finding a company out out west that can that can do you know the build for you, but they're a little pricey as well. So I'm like, all right, we can do that, we can do this, and then I'm like, all right, let's just try it on our own. So we ended up looking at a bunch of uh, work vans and just blank work vans. And, um, you know, we, we had some options. I had like one or two that, that were, were good, that were in decent shape that I knew we could, we could probably get and, and then we could start. And then, uh, so it's, it's kind of a crazy story. So like we go out East, we go camping, uh, not in a van, but with, with a tent because we didn't have the van yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm with my cousin and, and his wife and, and me and my, girlfriend who's now my fiance and I ended up proposing in, in July so we're kind of I'm kind of like riding this high I'm like all right this is cool whatever two days later I'm scouring through Craigslist and I find uh, a van for sale out you know 30 minutes away from me and I'm like this can't be true there's no freaking way and it was like half done already so it was a, a old retired couple out in um Holbrook, New York. Um, Larry is his name. Shout out mm-hmm. to Larry. He's Thanks, a man. Larry. And uh, so basically, uh, we drove out there. We checked it out. And he, what he did is he took all the bucket seats out because it was a, it was a passenger van. He put the floor down. He put like two couches in that come together for a bed. And uh, I looked at it and we test drove it. And I I knew like this was it. Um, but as soon as we test drove it, I looked at my fronts. I'm like, this is it, dude. Like, we're, this is a steal. It's a great deal. It's pretty much um, at least like a lot of the uh, beginning stages of the build is done. Like the floor is done and, and a lot of the framing is done. So, and he wanted to sell it and it was a great price. So we ended up purchasing, all, purchasing it off uh, the retired couple. And then the next day it's in the driveway and we're already like, we're just sitting in it like brainstorming, like what do we want to do? How do we want to change this? What do we want to do? Um, and that was like, I guess like mid July and that absolutely like consumed me beyond anything that I've done in the last probably two years. Um, because again, I had all this time and I had this extreme passion that I wanted to do this for so long. And those two just like met in like this sweet spot of like, I have all the time in the world that I've never had. I have something now in front of me that I've always wanted to do. 
and it was like, let's, let's freaking go. Let's get to work. And, and Nate, you can, you know, like I, I like to do like physical labor. Like uh, there's yeah. something, some weird genetic thing I have, I guess, like I can wake up and go at like seven and then at like 7 PM, like be like, all right, that's a good day. And then like, you know, work and work and work <laughs> yeah. and work. Um, so, you know, I put a lot of effort in and, and, and obviously a lot of research and, and different things on YouTube and, and learning, literally learning on the fly um, of how to do some certain things. Um, and, and that's where it's at now. I mean, like we gutted a lot of it. Um, we, we added whole new cabinets in there. Uh, you know, we've uh, just recently started like paneling a lot of the ceiling, added different shelving up there. Um, we added a, when I say we, it's me. Uh, I added a whole deck on the roof and a solar panel on top, which is crazy. Um, and that, again, it takes a lot of um, meticulous type of a way to go about it where like, cause it is such, you know, there's the, and people say this all the time about vans, like there's no straight lines. Like, so you can like measure mm -hmm. things, but everything is like a custom fit or a custom cut or, so it takes a while and it takes a lot of patience. Um, it takes a lot of, you know, screwing up to kind of get things right. Um, but we were able to, to get it where it's at now. I, it's not done. We still want to do, um, so a little bit more updating, especially on the inside and, and add like a shower in the back, which we don't have. So, wow. <laughs> um, we, uh, but we have taken on a couple trips already. Um, we took it out to Montauk for a week. We did some camping out in Montauk. We slept in the van for the whole week. Um, we took it to a, a brief trip somewhere else and we actually just got back from the, the Adirondacks. We were in the Adirondacks for like four or five days, again, sleeping, sleeping in the van. So, um, again, it was like something again, I wanted to do and now it's like here and now I'm using it. Um, so sometimes I have to like pinch myself when like I'm pissed off. I'm like, man, I screwed this up. Like what, what the hell? And I have to like pinch myself like, dude, you have a van. It's something yeah, that you wanted happening. to do. It's here. <laughs> you know, there's, it's here, like, just, just be grateful and be, you know, be, be present that, that things are going well. So, um, again, it, it's for anybody interested, it's like, I think it's the amount of freedom, uh, that you can have with one to do, to do things and travel and see, see the world. And, uh, you know, the United States and, and is a beautiful place. You know, there's so many things that we can see. Um, and then not many people I think get a, get to see it all. So, um, when you can get out there and hit the road and see it. And that's what the couple said, uh, cause they took it cross country two times and, and up in Canada and they were just, just take it, hit the road, hit the road. That's he kept saying to me, hit the road, hit the road. Um, and he said that with, with such, uh, you know, an authentic way that really resonated with me. It was like, you know, this guy was able to do things in this van and see, you know, see, see, see the country. And, and that's, uh, you know, our plans as well. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're pumped, pumped to have it. Um, and since again, we're just kind of starting out with it. Um, you know, who knows, I think, uh, eventually we want to kind of work or be able to work remotely, uh, the both of us so we can, we can kind of live out of it full time. Wow. That would be so cool. Could you imagine yeah. taking that thing and just like, oh, we got to yeah. work, just pop your laptop up and get like, like that is. Yeah. That's, that makes, I mean, like how, how long, yeah. How long did it take you to do? Like, like, is it easy for me? Like, 
you the vans pop up on craigslist a lot dude i'm telling like if if you all (laughs) if for anybody out there and and who really wants to do it they're out there you just gotta hunt 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 them down and don't even limit yourself to vans like people are selling rvs people are selling um anything that with four wheels that you can sleep in they're they're out there you know uh o'connell lines or um anything they're out there people you know sell them um you know, and they don't have to look like the immaculate things that you see on Instagram, like these crazy people that professionally build things, mm-hmm. you know, um, th- there's a guy out there. He's a, I forget his page, but he, he, he's, he's kind of crazy, but he's got a van. He says he has, <laughs> he has a term like shitty, awesome. Yeah. So like it's <laughs> shitty, but it's awesome. Like it looks shitty, but yeah. it's still, it's still awesome. Cause like you have a freaking van and, and you're, and you, you, you're out there. So uh, if you're interested, man, just keep hunting Craigslist and, uh, you know, and it doesn't have to be completely finished. Like ours wasn't completely finished and we were able to, you know, do a lot of things on our own and, and obviously learn on the fly. Um, and, and it's cool. Cause like now we have the page, we have the, the van page and a lot of, you know, van pages are like featuring our van. Uh, just recently we had like van build 360 feature hours. They have like 70 something thousand followers and our you know our page got like almost two thousand likes and i'm like holy shit like you know it's, it's kind of cool so um you know it, it doesn't have to be like this 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 immaculate type of thing you can mm-hmm. really put a lot of time and effort in uh into it and and, and that's kind of what we've done and, and uh you know again that's that's really i knew that you know with all this stuff with 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 covid and things like the, the world just like hit pause for a second mm-hmm. and a lot of people even like yourself in the podcast were able to finally do things that they wanted to do and you know this being one of them for me and i know that i'm not i'm, I'm like taking this and running with it because i know this time frame is is limited and and it's not always going to be there um so there's like this little short window that i have now to really do what I want to do in the, in the, in the short, in the short term now. Um, and, and, and the van is definitely, definitely it. Absolutely, man. Dude, that's, that's so awesome. Uh, I, good luck with everything that you want to do with the van because that, that's an awesome thing. I can't believe that there is such a great like van culture on Instagram. That's yeah. Oh, the by culture, the way, yeah. The Instagram name at circadian <laughs> underscore van, right? that's it yep all right perfect yeah Absolutely. so uh what I'll, i can un- actually let me just unpack that and 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 why um so like circadian man is is obviously my instagram name but uh you know most people don't know really really know what it means um and and circadian is is a is a circle and a, and a rhythm mm-hmm. and of of light and dark so um you know we are and it's kind of like a a picture into like how um, out of whack we are as a, as a, as a species and a society of like being so not in rhythm. Um, and, and I think when you can start to realign yourself with, with the natural rhythms of, of, of mother nature and, and um, you know, things, things, things like that, things start to happen a little bit more effortlessly and easier uh, and, and with less, less resistance, uh, and you, and you're, you're, you're going to be healthier. Um, so circadian, 
is is the like the circadian rhythm of, of light and dark um but basically it's a it's a man in rhythm it's a man living in rhythm with the natural rhythms of of the world and and mother earth and you know that's kind of why i picked that it's, it's something that i know deep down is is a source of vitality and health and, and well-being is being, being balanced, being in rhythm, uh, you know, with this, with this grand scheme. So, and then as the van, now that is like my vehicle to do that. So it was just natural for me to just use circadian me as the circadian man. And now the circadian van, Yeah, uh, which is which is, I mean, it just hit me one day. I'm like, there's no way I'm changing it. Like that's it, you know, and that's staying. So, um, I knew there was some sort of, uh, meaning behind the circadian, um, you know, prefix in that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, like you said, like, like we were talking about earlier, like I knew there was just like so many more levels to this whole thing that, you know, you definitely take into consideration before, uh, doing anything, you know? Yes. Yeah. I'm, uh, Again, I don't really post stuff uh, that's that's leisurely, um, other than the van. But you know, I, I use social media very consciously in a way to spread uh, certain certain messages out there that I think need to be heard. Um, and and uh, you know, I, I I do a lot of my own homework. Um, I'm constantly um, you know reading and and. Um, you know, listening to, to, to people out there who I think are, are on the right path and, and have the right intentions for, you know, for humanity. Um, and I'm just trying to, you know, use the small following I have to, to spread that message um, and to get people to, to critically think for themselves and, and be able to explore. Like, there's so much out there uh, that, that, you know, you, you, you can find something out there that's going to make you feel, you know, uh, you know, fulfilled. There's so much, you know, YouTube is like the freaking craziest thing in the world. Like I learned how to build a lot of the van from YouTube. I learned how to build a sauna from YouTube. I, you know, you can learn anything on YouTube. You literally can learn how to do anything if you are diligent enough uh, and serious enough and you put in enough time and effort, no different than, you know, getting up in the morning and training and lifting weights and, and being a bit better lacrosse player. So um, there's a certain, the resources are out there. It's, it's, I think the people that are uh, disciplined and diligent enough, they can find a way to make it happen for themselves. Um, and, and I, again, the sky's a limit. And that's kind of what I talk about in, in what I'm working on with the creativity is like, you sh- nobody should be telling you what to do. Mm-hmm. You should figure out what you want to do and then use that, whatever that is to create something for yourself and put that into the world. You know, that's really like the mission behind that is like, you know, you, you can learn how to freaking play guitar, like a rock star. Like if you, if you, if you take it serious and that's, that's your you know gift to the world, like anybody and any, and anybody can, can learn something, and and put good into the world um and i think that we shouldn't be told like what we have to do i think it's we're on that mission to figure that out for ourselves and 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 that's a lot of what i talk about with 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 uh especially the creativity side absolutely well i mean like your small following like it it, you had enough of a sort of uh 
he had enough of a following to be seen by us. Yeah, and man. like, I'm super excited to kind of spread this to the masses because this has been like an awesome interview, like on many levels. Like, it's one of my favorites personally, compared mm. to like all the other ones that we've done on Homework Hour. So I'll fight tooth and nail to make sure that this um, gets seen by as many people as we possibly can. Appreciate that, man. For sure, and uh, and please let us know when that book comes out, like, cause I I will read it. Yeah, man. Very quickly. So awesome, man. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's 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 crazy to actually. I explained it to one of my good buddies. He's the only other than my fiance. He's the only other person I've I've actually uh, talked to about it because and my my cousin who's who's kind of um, you know, but it's such a deep dive. It's like, it's, 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 I don't know. It's hard to explain. Um, yeah. But uh, on the other side of it is like a ex- serious expansion of like our role here uh, in the world and, and really what we can do um, given the resources that we have and, and be able to, you know, the first thing we started with kind of Nate, as you said, is like spirituality. And, you know, to circle right back to that, it's like, eventually you get there, you know, eventually you have to become invested in more of like spiritual growth. And that is then embodied into yourself as you are, you know, that, that human being, you know, that energetic human being, uh, you know, so I think everybody is eventually on that path of, of you know, some spiritual growth. And, and, uh, you know, once you can decide to, that it does go that deep, I guess, um, you're, you're definitely in a better place because there, there, there's a lot of potential for, uh, for growth there. There's a lot of potential for good. There's a lot of potential for connection, um, that, that, uh, you know, that is, is I think a a lot of what we need. Definitely. Absolutely. I, I, can't wait for you to come out with it like that deep dive i mean if you if you haven't figured it out already like i love that stuff you know like yeah that, man. that whole um spiritual view on like how all that kind of stuff can uh i don't just improve your life i mean i know like literally just what you said like uh eventually you'll come to that come to that road it might not happen in the yeah. same point in time for everybody else but yeah uh and my mom tried to tell me that when i was really young when i was younger and for some reason that stuck with me and that just res that resonated pretty well like with what you just said so nice i'm super excited to read the book and it was it was awesome having you on it was awesome catching up yeah man. if like you ever decide to come to syracuse i know jogo and them are all out there if you ever decide to go up and hang out with them i'm crashing that party like tell jogo like you're, i'm crashing you're, it you're in man i I'm, I'm due for a visit up there so uh we'll definitely let you know and, and we'll get we'll get the boys back together man Sounds good. That'd be great. Thanks so much for coming on, Matt. It was awesome. Appreciate it, guys, man. Thank you very much. That was our interview with Matt Mance. If you guys want to follow him, his Instagram handle is at circadian underscore man. If you guys want to follow his progress with his van, his Instagram handle for that is at circadian underscore van. Uh, We hope you guys enjoyed the interview. Thanks so much for tuning in. We hope you tune in next week. (laughs) 